I'm your host, Kev, and this is the show where we talk to awesome people about awesome things. This week's guest is someone who, it's probably been three years in the making, if I if my math is right, because <clears throat> about three years ago, I think we, we is when Mike and I did uh, Oh It, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast, or maybe it was just a segment in That's Entertainment, and we got a tweet from, from this week's guest promoting their web series that they they maybe at the time was only one episode <clears throat> i'm not 100 percent sure but uh so we started talking to them uh to to our guest and his whole team team west coast as we have been dubbing them lately and it was we were supposed to interview this guest on that's entertainment three years ago or mo- maybe even longer so finally three years later schedules have cleared <laughs> for us to get together uh this dude is uh, a guy who is East, an East Coast guy. Ooh, I can't talk. East Coast guy living on the West Coast. Uh, so, you know, we have that in common, the East Coast part at least. Uh, please welcome the uh, one, the only, Ace. I'm not going to hopefully butcher your last name, Marrero. Good job. That's how I say it. Yeah. <laughs> and what an intro. Thank you so much. I, I, I especially appreciate the, the East Coast. I <laughs> I think you were going for East Cool, which I totally will accept. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's what I was trying for. Um, no, I, I can't uh, believe it's been three years. That's crazy. Yeah, and I, I think so. You guys um, and you specifically uh, were like pimping out your initial episode uh, of your Oh It Spoof series. Um, and I want to say it started about three years ago. No. Yeah, um, actually, funny enough, the other uh, day or two ago, Erin was looking online. We were posting something on the account, and she happened to see that uh, we had po- we had posted the the viral, you know, the viral, the um, the pilot episode about three years ago. Yeah, so it was it, we just passed that three years mark, and uh, yeah, at, at the time, it's funny because at the time, I, you know, Erin really wasn't uh, as as um, let's say present on social media, especially Twitter, yeah. you know, that was something she really avoided for a long time. And so I, I, I mean, I'd been on that on Twitter since probably about 2007 or eight, whenever oh, wow. it first came, you know, came around. And, uh, um, I, so yeah, when we first released the, the, the episode, I, I, I went out and anything or anybody that was talking about once upon a time, I was reaching out to and tweeting and, and yeah, you're, you're one of the, you know, the, the few that replied and, and showed some interest of some sort. And, and, you know, we just continued to stay in touch. And then, you know, fast forward, obviously a lot has happened yeah. and, and changed, including the fact that uh, Aaron's really, you know, spearheaded any sort of uh, promotion or, yeah. or, 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 you know, presence for, for the, uh, for the series or, you know, rock opera, even that much, you know, taking that further. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that the simple tweet to us like led to, I, I I consider myself very like I do very little for you guys, but it led to this like semi working relationship. And it's just it's cool that like uh, social media can like literally bridge any kind of gap for a working relationship. It, it, it really does. And, and you know, it's funny because for a while, you know, I, like I said, I was a big advocate for it. And, and you know, w- when I started producing and, and, you know, did my first film, that was sort of the. I, in my opinion, the strength and, and, and sort of uh, um, benefit that I brought to it because I'd never produced before. I mean, mm-hmm. I, 
I, I, I mean, I look back at it now and I'm like, well, I've been kind of producing, you know, unofficially for a long time, especially as an actor, sort of producing my own career. Cause you know, I mean, I don't have a team behind me to, to do all this stuff yet for me. So it was kind of all the same tools, but social media obviously became a big part of that. And I was just kind of like, look, this is free advertisement like that we have access to. We, we just got to put in the work and, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been a big advocate for, for everything, social media and, and, and obviously that, that continues to grow in, in even the different ways that, that, uh, it's now out there for you to do so. But I do want to comment on something you just said. And, and that's that, the fact that you said, uh, you, you don't consider that you do a lot for us. And, uh, I, I, I honestly don't think anybody on our, our side and Aaron, especially, um, would disagree with me by saying that you know if it wasn't for for what you know you do do for us and 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 what you've kind of offered up and help us to set up um you know we probably wouldn't even you know be this far along because it, it, a lot of that has led to just more exposure and more you know um uh you know just reaching the, the masses and 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 you know you you really have been a big part of that and and we very much view you as a big part of uh, of our team. Where we're, we're this, you know, where this is all concerned for sure. Well, that's I appreciate that a lot. Um, it's just you know, it's fun to be part of the ride. Like that's that's how I view it. Like it's just fun to see you guys succeed. Every time I see the tweets go out about like. Uh, like even with your uh, Bates Motel parody that you guys did, uh, like <laughs> yeah. all that stuff makes me smile. And I, and I talked to Mike, who's who's my partner, my business partner, and um, my old co-host on the Owit podcast. And I'll tell him like, yo, dude, they're Team West Coast crushing it. And you were both very excited for you guys, and also a little jealous. Uh, um, well, well, thank you. And I mean, like I said, you, you know, you guys are very much part of that. And 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 you know, I. I it has been exciting to see what what's been brewing. Even today, like you know, I was talking to Erin and she gave me some updates about you know the this weekend coming up for for Chicago or you know last weekend, whenever this will air. I'm not I'm not clear. Yeah, but, it's, um, uh, we'll we'll call it about probably three four weeks out. So like, oh, okay. People, uh, Chicago's happened. It was yeah. great. Uh, and yeah. uh, next up is your your June first show. Okay. Yeah, I, I believe it, it, that that'll be our East Coast. Uh, our East coast screening for sure. But yeah, there, there's just, you know, going back to that, just so much brewing so, so quickly. And, 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 uh, it's funny, Aaron, Aaron and I joked after Seattle because at, at the Seattle convention was when, you know, we, we got to hang with Lana for, for a while and, 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 you know, talk to her about, you know, the rock opera and all that. And then literally, you know, we jumped off the plane from our trip there, got home. That was Sunday night, I want to say, or Monday, Monday, and then, um, oh no, no, it was Sunday. We got home, and then Monday, Sunday night, we went to bed, uh, so excited because she had heard that Nestor Carbonell from from yeah from uh, from Bates had watched the watched the 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 the, the parody video, yeah. and then the next day, you know, all hell broke loose when he you know he he said that he loved it and Vera loved it and almost fell out of her chair when she was watching That's it, great. and then he started following her and tweeted the video, so. Yeah, there, 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 there have been a lot brewing, and it's just, you know, I, I, me personally, I, 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 I take a lot of, uh, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm just super happy watching yeah. it all unfold, especially for Aaron, who, who worked so, so damn hard for it all. Yeah, it is, it's, and based off the tweets alone that you guys both put out, like, 
things are just very it's everything's happening for you guys and it's very cool i'm sure on your end as much as it is is like what not just me but like all your fans seeing all the cool things happening to you guys well thanks yeah you know it's funny i i, I never I, I you know i i just actually booked booked a film that i'm gonna be shooting in june and 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 i was talking to one of the producers who is actually a friend of mine and and i had found out after the fact that um the director had shared, he was like, you know, Tyler, Tyler just kept mentioning you. He's like, we got to get Ace on board. He's doing, you know, he's doing great. And, you know, Ace can play this part. He can play this part. And I, I, I mean, you know, this friend of mine, Tyler, you know, we're buds with him. We used to take acting classes together. He, you know, he, he moved uh, Northern California. So I haven't seen him in years, at least a good five years. Um, but, you know, we remain in touch through Facebook and such, but I spoke to him and he was just like, you know, because I, I called him to thank him personally for for the you know the recommendation and just for being a champion of getting me on board. And um, you know, he kind of said something, and I was like, I just you know, I, I guess I don't I don't realize, but he was like, you know, I just been following along, and there's so much going on, and you know, and you're you're killing it and doing all these things, and it's like, I don't know. I mean, I very much I never view what we, what we do as like work. It's always play yeah. for me. You know what I mean? But in some regards, I guess like it it it. it you know, it does, you know, I guess feel like, 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 well, no, I'm just doing my job. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. um, so I, I don't know. I, it, it's, it's, I, I'm thankful, to, you know, to just kind of, I guess, you know, have that sort of brought up and just to, to reflect back a little bit on it and just, you know, cause we do work really hard for it. And, and, um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm thankful for just having, you know, for, for me, the biggest thing is like when, when, whenever I book something or if even we get, you know, cut out of something, I've had that happen before. It, it, the first thing I always think about is like, oh, my mom, you know, whether we book it or I got to go, you know, I got to let my, my family know or, my, you know, obviously yeah. Aaron and, you know, my family members um, or if something gets cut, I'm like, oh, it's bummed, you know, like my mom's going to be upset because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like I feel like my friends probably know more about my day to day and, and or just know about the, the, the way this business works anyway, you know. So it's always the, those out on the outside who probably know the least, which is like like my family members. I take for granted that they know everything because I post so much on <laughs> social media and stuff. So it's always just kind of like, you know, I, I, I'm just very thankful to be a part of something. And I very much view it as a team, you know, and I yeah. think everybody's a big part of, of that all, you know, all, all, all the good stuff and the bad stuff. And, and you know, I just I'm, I'm thankful to have uh, people that care about that on, on my end. Well, it's uh, you know, it's you won the lottery if like what you're doing doesn't feel like work like that's everyone what everyone should dream to do like everyone should find what they love doing and then mm. make money off of it because that's that's how you win happiness for sure and that was always i mean honestly since i was a kid that was always like that was just always a message that i i i had you know, or I shouldn't say a message, but it was something that, that I realized that as a kid and, and that I really wanted. And I think a lot of that just came from, I mean, I, I grew up in a very blue collar family, you know, like my dad was, um, you know, a crane operator and then became a, you know, like a shop foreman. And, and, you know, he would, I, I think back on this now, like whenever I have to film, you know, uh, um, uh, like, you know, on something and we're shooting through the night, you know, and everybody's like, you know, you know, complaining and I'm like, man, you know, uh, you know, myself included at times, you know, I mean, I'm human. But I, I yeah. think back, like my dad, his whole life, pretty much, except for his last. I mean, my dad passed away a few years ago from from cancer, which I, I believe it was his job that essentially, you know, uh, ended up killing him because of just the nastiness he was exposed to, yeah. and you know, carbon and all that. But like, anyway, um, 
I think back to like, you know, except for the, you know, the last years of his life when he took over and became a, a manager at a different company. I mean, this guy, he, he would, he would do rotating shifts. So it would either be, you know, two weeks or, or yeah, I think it was like two weeks of, you know, six thirty or five thirty AM to five thirty PM or, you know, the next two weeks, five thirty PM to five thirty AM, you know, and that was just his life. Like it was two weeks on, two weeks off, two weeks on, yeah. two weeks off. And I never knew anything of it. The only difference I knew was like, oh, you know, th this, you know, this week dad's gonna be around, you know, during the day or, you know, this week he's gonna be sleeping during the day, that type of thing. But um so I but the one thing I always knew is, you know, especially from him, I grew up a, a, a you know I identify, I grew up an athlete my whole life, all the way up until, you know, my first year of college when I stopped playing. And that was because of him. My dad, my dad was an incredible athlete, you know, and had a lot of, a lot of, um, college, uh, scholarship opportunities and stuff like that. And then, you know, he and my mom got married young and they had me and then he ended up, uh, leaving school to, you know, care for the yeah. care for his family. But, um, I, one thing I always knew was like the simplest thing, like my dad, loved what you know what he wanted was he wanted to be a gym teacher like that was that was one of his things he always wanted to do i just you know his love for sports and you know and, and coaching he coached me through a couple of different sports and and leagues and um and i was just like man you know i i, I viewed that that was such a strong you know um message and then i i'd seen all my other uncles and aunts and everybody else in my family who worked really hard and never really com never complained about anything that was just what they did but i knew like that wasn't what they wanted to do. You know, yeah. that wasn't, that wasn't what they would have, you know, said, yeah, you know, when I grew up, I want to do this. And, and I was like, I don't care what it is, you know? And as a kid, I always just thought I'd be a famous athlete or something, yeah. you know, and, and then, or, or an actor, you know, that would, those were the only two things I knew, but I was like, I just don't want to, I do not want to do something I'm not happy doing, you know? And, and I always say that. And it's like, you know, I, I feel like I'm always on a, this is just kind of an evolution to keep finding what makes me happy. And, you know, I mean, if tomorrow I woke up and I was happy, you know, building computers and that's what I would go do. But, you know, that this is I've always just approached it and I've never had a fallback plan or or a backup plan. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, this is what I love. And and that's that's going to be what I continue to do. So um, going to, I guess, your, your childhood, let's go where at, where on the East Coast did you grow up exactly? I, I, I know based off your your stupid store, uh, sports teams you follow <laughs> that it's probably not near the Philly area. No, no, I'm central Jersey. So, central. you know, when you're from Jersey, you break it up into thirds and like, yeah. Um, yeah. So central Jersey, I'm from Perth Amboy, New Jersey originally. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, we have, no, actually where, where I'm from, very few Philly fans. It's always either a split between Mets or Yankees in my hood, yeah, you know, um, yeah. same with, same with football. You know, most of the people are, um, Giants fan, but there's a lot of Jets. But yeah, you, you really don't get Philly in, in yeah. my area as much. No, that's um, that's uh, reserved for South Jersey. Yeah, exactly. Once you get South Jersey, that that's that's what they all claim. But um, yeah, Perth Amboy, New Jersey, born and raised. I, um, my uh, my mom, my dad, myself, we were all born in the same hospital. Um, oh wow, well, that's my, cool. My yeah, my parents for uh, first generation Puerto uh, Puerto Rican. You know, Amer well, Puerto Rican. I don't want to say Puerto Rican Americans, whatever. However, you would refer, refer yeah. to it as. But they're yeah. first generation. You know, here I'm second generation. My, you know, my grandparents came from Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's. Uh, you know, first time I, I left was to go to uh, was to go to the college I met Aaron at actually when I went to school in Missouri and then uh, moved back home for a little bit. Worked in New York. You know, 
kind of just getting uh, my feet wet with some like off Broadway and like some you know student films and any. Oddly enough, I did one. <laughs> I did one indie film. I think it was a short film um, that I was an extra in. And this is kind of a fun little uh, cycle round, I guess. But um, uh, well, and again, this will have aired later. But um, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I got booked to do a film with that same director, and uh, you know, um, I'll be shooting, or I have shot, <laughs> um, you know, uh, this week. So um, that's cool. Yeah. So um, you know, I did that for I graduated in two thousand five of May May two thousand five, and then moved to LA March two thousand seven. So just under two years back east before coming out to L.A., and I've been out here since. So that's a, that's a huge commitment. I, I assume that's kind of based on, like, well, you're, I mean, it's either New York or L.A. if you want to make it as in Hollywood or as an actor. Yeah, you know, it definitely. I mean, you know, I went to a very uh, competitive theater program. So, yeah, certainly I think there was maybe a third option in Chicago because Chicago's got a great, you know, theater scene. So a lot of our classmates were, were usually split and, and, you know, a lot of my classmates, because we were in the Midwest, um, they, they actually chose Chicago because it was closer to home, I think for them, you know, mm-hmm. um, I knew I was just going back home to Jersey because that was right next to New York city. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and, um, and, uh, that was just kind of, I don't think I was, I knew I would end up in LA at some point, but I don't think I was as serious about it. Um, at that point, because I was like, well, you know, I wanted a little comfort at that point. And it was yeah. just kind of like moving home. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was that. And, and it was really Erin who started to get the, the bug. She was living in New York for a while, and uh, she started to get the bug to move out to L.A. And that was kind of, you know, we, we, we kind of made that decision together that we would both go. And I, I came out like a month after she did. So was there any kind of uh, like was there a game plan when you guys moved out uh, west or did it was let's let's just go. Let's go and see what happens. Well, um, like I said, you know, Aaron, Aaron graduated a year before me, even though I'm older than her, because I transferred into this school. It was a three-year program. Um, so I had done three years uh, of my gen eds at a community college. That's kind of when I started to um, actually pursue theater. And I started from a technical background because I was an electrician at a high school. And then, you know, transitioned to onstage stuff um, as I was getting comfortable. But um, so, yeah, I had done three years. I was looking to transfer into a BFA program, but a lot of the BFA programs, as, as I learned, wanted you to jump in as a freshman because they have a very specific you know, curriculum, and it, and it spans four years. Um, our school in particular, it's a women's college, a private women's college, and it's had a very strong um, competitive theater program since, like, the 60s. And they accept you know, very few males um, to obviously help run this theater program. Um, and I, I auditioned my year and I was the guy who got in, you know, from, from their, you know, cross country search. And, um, the, the, it was the only school I applied to actually, um, because, uh, well, I don't know why, but, uh, it, it was just the only, I guess I, I gambled on that one, but, um, I, I wanted to go there specifically, um, because since it was a three-year program, they actually would accept, uh, transfers and yeah. that you would come in as, in the second year, which is technically, I guess, like the third year for anybody, you know, you know, basically the year before your senior year. So yeah. I was like, well, this is kind of perfect. You know, I would kind of get a four-year degree in five years at this point, and it's much better than getting a four-year degree in eight or seven years if I had to start from scratch again, you know. Plus, it, you know, I, being transparent, the fact that it was a woman's college was, was nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> appealing to me and, yeah. and plus i wanted to get out of the area I, I i if nyu offered me a full ride i probably would have still gone where i where i did because i 
I was like, well, this is home. I mean, that's just like, I want to see other places. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't want to just go here. And so it, it really did check off a lot of, uh, a lot of items on, on the thing. Plus it was, you know, there's a little money that they offered to the males and, and, and really our agreement was to go there as males. You were there to, to be in the shows if you weren't in the shows or even sometimes if you were in the shows, you also built the shows. So I, I and because I had a technical background, I was like, well, this is cake. This is stuff I've yeah. been doing anyway. So, yeah, why not? You know, um, and it was, you know, I mean, I, I, I credit a lot of I think a lot of our classmates and, you know, especially those of us who, who are continuing to like still pursue this actively. I, I credit a lot to to our college because I think it, it was it was really that moment when I realized, oh, OK, this is, you know, it goes from being, you know, sort of you know a young, fantastical idea of being a, a, a movie star to being like, OK, this is actually this is work. You know what I mean? This is work and it's a business and I still want to do this and let's go for it. You know what I mean? And, and the, the business and uh, the discipline that they they really uh, fought to uh, instill in us, you know, carries over to this day for sure. So you mentioned a couple of different points of like where you kind of decided like what you wanted to do. So when so when you were a kid, was it like, oh, I want to be an athlete? And then as you got closer to the end of your high school career, it was more... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as a kid, I, I was always, I was always a, like, you know, just a clown, just, you know, yeah. class clown or family clown, however you want to refer to yeah, it. Just, yeah, yeah. I'm a Leo, you know, uh, you know, we, we like attention and, and I was an only child for first 11 years of my life. So, oh, wow, you know, I, yeah. So I knew how to create, you know, I mean, I, I knew how to entertain myself, you know what I mean? And then yeah. my sister came around and, 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 you know, I helped raise my sister. Like we never had that sort of sibling rivalry because mm -hmm. she was so much younger but um anyway yeah like my, my, I was just I was an active kid I was in sports you know like I said my dad was an athlete so I just kind of had that in me my mom my mom's also um you know my mom was a cheerleader but she's also she you know later in life she became a personal trainer so we, we both just had that like athletic gene you know or they all we all I should say had mm -hmm. that athletic gene in us but um I knew as a kid you know like I was I just loved movies loved tv and I was I always I you know it was as simple as a kid as like, I want to be a movie star. That was kind of yeah. always, you know, and I'm sure a million people, you know, you know, everybody says that, but like it was always in there. And, um, you know, I got involved with some little plays because my, my program, uh, my schools, they, we really didn't have that. Sports were our biggest for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, when it came time for high school, I played band all through middle school. Um, so that was kind of a nice creative outlet. Um, when it came to high school, my parents were, you know, they, I mean, frankly, they, I, I, it was almost as if I didn't have a choice. They, uh, they, they, they wanted me to attend uh, a vocational school. So I went to uh, a Votech and, and I got uh, my training as an electrician because they wanted me to have, um, they wanted me to have a background. They wanted me to have a trade coming out of high school. And, and maybe that was because I wasn't always the best student, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't like a DF student. I was definitely like a C student, yeah. but it, it was more of like, it was a C student just because I didn't care. I, I never yeah. met, I was, I would always get all the awards for perfect attendance because I never, I always loved going to school and seeing there, but it was social hour for me. And like, you know, I, I, I was smart enough to get by, but I didn't care. It, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it was like, it didn't, it didn't appeal to me uh, until I got later in my, you know, my school, I guess, career. And, and then yeah. I started pursuing theater and all that other stuff. But, um, um, so, you know, maybe they knew like I wasn't, a, you know, likely to go to college and, uh, you know, they, they, they kind of forced that upon me. So we went to uh, a trade school and my trade school certainly didn't have any sort of creative outlet. They, they, uh, 
it was all sports and um, my school there was soccer basketball and baseball and at that point you know I, I'm a kid growing up and now I want to be a you know professional athlete of course and um, I played I play our school had a, a, an award called the Ironman award and it was given to you know any student that played all three sports yeah. and I was like okay I'm getting that <laughs> and um, so I, I, I didn't play soccer I never played soccer in my life um, so my freshman year, I played basketball and baseball, JV, and then sophomore year came around, and I varsity lettered in all, and I ended up playing soccer my my sophomore year, um, just because my the soccer coach was also like our assistant. Uh, I want to say it was basketball coach, mm-hmm. and he was like, "You should play." I'm like, "Dude, I've never kicked the ball in my life. There's no way." And and um, and you know, he he just he he really you know pushed me to to join, and and I fell in love with it. It was uh it was definitely my aggressive sport because my, oh, wow. my, fa- my father played football and he had some nasty injuries. And, and that was one thing they, my parents wouldn't let me do growing up was play football. And I always yeah. kind of resented that, you know, but when I played soccer, I mean, I wasn't a big guy, but I was aggressive, man. I, I, yeah. I and I found in that, like I was taking people out and I, I just, I had a really good time playing soccer and I, and I loved it. And I ended up being the captain of the team the last couple of years. And, um, and that was kind of at that point when I was looking at, you know, we're getting to the end of my co- my high school career, and I'm like, well, you know, I want to continue playing sports. So I'm like, and I knew, I, I I knew I wasn't at that point. I think I knew I wasn't, you know, I was good at sports, but I I wasn't excellent at one. You know, I, yeah. I I just focused on whatever sport it was of the season, and um, that's when I started to consider the military um, because they because of my skill set, I, I had a couple opportunities and especially one in the military that would have been um, really strong coming in, you know, at 18 because of my, my particular skill set already. And, um, and I was like, wow, I could also play sports. You know, I was looking at which, which military branch had, you know, their sports teams. And um, my parents kind of sat me down. I mean, they, they realized that I was really serious about this and leveled with me and, and they kind of had a heart to heart and, and they were really the ones who advocated and, and why, you know, who I really, uh, credit with what where I am today because they were the ones that nicked that conversation that were like hey you know what about being an actor you said you always wanted to do that and um I was like wow I mean I just I didn't think you guys would be supportive of that you know and and not to mention none of you know the schools that I went to like our main high school had a theater program but I didn't go there Mm -hmm. and I never really had any other experience outside of that you know and um they were like, no, like, you know, let's see what's going on. You know, I had an uncle who I had a, a lot of family members in the military. But at that point, one of my uncles was in the Air Force for over 20 something years. And and he had, you know, really had a hard heart with my family and was like, you know, don't don't let him join. This isn't the right time, you know, like and this was before 9-11, mind you. Okay. Um, and yeah, he just, you know, they, they had that talk with me. And that's kind of at the end of that conversation, we left it as like, well, I didn't prep or take any SATs. So, I mean, it's too late to try to, you know, look for other colleges. So let's, let's see what the County college has. And they had a theater program and it was as simple as that. I just enrolled into that, you know, claimed that I was a theater major and just started going. And, and, and funny enough, like I went through my whole, you know, I got my BFA, same BFA as Aaron and a lot of our friends and, and uh, same degree and never once took any standardized test because I went the community college route. Uh, and by the, by the time I transferred, they don't look at that. They yeah. look at, you know, college credit. So, um, yeah, it was really, you know, at, at their recommendation and, and support. And, and here we are. 
That's uh, great that your parents were like, yeah, go be an actor. Because there's not, especially like, I feel like uh, we're probably around the same age. I'm, I may be a, a tad bit younger, but mm-hmm. like our generation, I feel like your the parents tend to not want, they want you to find a job and like get go to school for something that makes sense. Like my, my right. parents pushed me for, for teaching because, mm-hmm. oh, it's great. You have summers off and yada, yada, yada. And yeah. I showed them by dropping out of college and mm-hmm. just finding my own way. Um, but and that's where like today's generation, our generation and what I hope my kids learn is that like, hey, like f- do what you love. Like if that involves going to school. Great. Like totally. I, like and I the one thing I regret is I didn't go to school and I regret more so like the I guess the the school not not going to school because I was never as, as good as I was in school. I hated it every moment mm-hmm. of it. Uh, so the education part I didn't miss, but like the social aspect of it, yeah. I, I totally missed out on. Hence the reason I moved out of my ha- my parents' house when I was 21 and made a lot of a lot of mistakes in my early 20s. Um, well, it, but yeah, yeah. like I, our generation is, I think, or I should say the next generation is lucky enough to have us as like, yeah, do what you want. So it's rare to have parents from our generation mm-hmm. that are like supporting us. I, I totally agree. And you're right. Yeah. Like a lot of our parents, I mean, a, a lot of the, you know, people our age can, I'm sure identify with like, you know, uh, very few parents being, you know, the, the people that come to you and say, yeah, you know, go, go be a painter for your life. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> no, you know, like do something that, you know, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be, yeah. these are all, you know, like, I mean, trade was a big thing for my family because yeah. they knew, you know, I mean, like I said, I came from a blue collar family. They're like, well, Hey, if you, you come out being a, a, a professional electrician, which I was, like, I mean, coming out of high school at that time, I had offers for like making clearing easily 20, 25 an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was 2000. You know what I mean? And that's still decent money now. But even back then for eight, an 18 year old, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, it, 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 you're 100 percent right. And it's interesting, uh, you know, being like, as I, as I mentioned, 11 years apart from my sister, because, you know, it, it's always a joke of like, wow, they let her get away with other things that I didn't get away with. You know what I mean? But yeah. also on the flip side, I didn't get my first honor roll till like I was in like late high school years. My sister was, I don't think she, I think she missed one honor roll her whole life, oh, you know, wow. and, and she's about to graduate, you know, in actually a few weeks here and has done incredible all the way through college. And she's just, you know, great head on her shoulders, smart kid. And, um, but it was interesting, you know, seeing that, that difference even, and, and, you know, I, I will say, I think as traditional uh, as my parents could be in a lot of ways, they also were very, um, I don't know, just very forward thinking, I think, in a lot of their ways, too, because, yeah, they, 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 they definitely raised my sister differently and probably just learning from me and, you know, realizing times have changed. Um, but also, too, like, it's interesting my mom, you know, we had this conversation and it's kind of you know, settled now. But, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, she called me freaking me out because my sister is basically telling my mom that she wants to travel after she graduates. And, you know, that's my mom's never traveled like that. I mean, I, I, I've traveled very few, my, very little myself, especially internationally. But I mean, my sister's already been to like Austria and like all these other places, you know, just on her own. Like, she, you know, she had friends that were going to school abroad there and she went for like Christmas, you know, last year or the year before. And, um, so it's interesting because my mom, 
you know, it's just my mom now, you know, yeah. raising my sister essentially. And, you know, obviously my sister's a, a woman now, but it's still, you know, you're, 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 it's still the idea of you're my kid, you live in our house and it's our, you know, you're still in school. So, you, you know, essentially you are a kid, but, yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, and I had to tell my mom, you know, my mom's kind of unleashing all this stuff on me. And she's like, you know, your sister has, my sister does, she has some, you know, she has bad allergies and stuff. So she has, I'm like, you know, my mom's concern is like, what's she going to do if, if, if she's not working, she's not in school, like I can't cover her on her, her health insurance. She's got to be thinking about, you know, all this stuff. And, and I'm like, no, you know, that's a valid concern. But after all this is said and done, I'm like, mom, you're not going to like my answer. But like, I'm not going to say I disagree with you or, or any of your concerns or anything like that. But she's her own person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and honestly, if I could go back and have this opportunity, I would do it too. And I'm not yeah. going to tell her not to do it. I, I, I'll probably just cons- – you know, mention what my concerns are, but I mean, I would a hundred percent say go for it. You know what I mean? Like my sister's been through a lot. My, my dad was sick as she was finishing her high school career and then died right before she started college. You know, like her freshman year, I flew out to sort of move her around with my, with my mom. Cause he had just passed and, you know, I was like, you know, she, she, she I think she also could needs it, you know? And, and, um, but you're right. It's a very different uh, mentality because that's not what she, my mom or was used to, or, you know what I mean? Or I'm sure any of her family members, uh, handled, but, but it's also one of those things. I don't know. I say this too about college, like, and I'm with you, you know, Kev, I, I you know, Aaron, and I have a kid, like, I mean, sure. I, I would want them to play sports or I'm sure want them to act or want them to do this. But honestly, I think at the end of it, it's all like, Hey, you know, like I, I just want to support them and what they want to do, you know, yeah. and, and not force anything on them. I mean, I'm a perfect example. And I, and I think like, I know that, you know, I didn't have to go to college to get to where I am right now. And, and I certainly, you know, I went to college, but I barely went to college as far as, you know, Aaron spent two, three years of her high school career studying for the SAT that I never even took, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and we have the same degree hanging, you know, well, we don't have anything hanging on our wall, but we will one day. Um, but, you know, so it's the same, same idea. And, and I always say, I'm like, I just, I think it's kind of ridiculous that our culture, or I mean, it's not just our culture, but like, well, in some ways, like we put so much emphasis on college prep and I'm like, these are kids they are 16, yeah. 17. Like, I mean, I have friends my age still figuring out what the hell they want to do with their lives, you know? And it's like, I, I, I definitely realized in college, a lot of people were flip flopping left and right with their majors. And it's like, I, I don't necessarily think you have to have, like my sister was like, what, I don't know what to declare. I'm like, Alexis, just, just, just go, you know, like figure out what you want, you know? And she went in and it's just definitely coming out with something completely different than what she had in her mind. But Nobody was putting that pressure on her except for our society, you know, mm-hmm. and I and I, I told her, I was like, I don't think you you'll be fine. You know what I mean? You can go to school for this and come out and do something completely different and be a, a great professional. You know, I, I, I honestly think a lot of, you know, there's there's a lot to having common sense and street, not street smarts necessarily in, in a simple way. But in some ways that, you know, I think, you know, you don't have to be behind a book your whole life to to to, to be successful in life. No, and like being when you're young is the time to do the things that I guess your parents would probably think are silly and stupid, like traveling, like traveling the world. I sure. I had a job that involved me traveling at least the country, the United States, and like I'm glad I did it. I look back and don't know how I did it, and I would never do it now. Like right, it's I'm thir- uh, I'll be 32 in July. There's no way I can do it now. I just figured out. Th- about three, four years ago, like what I really want to do, which is not what I'm doing professionally at all. Like I figured mm-hmm. out, like I kind of want to, I want to write and I want to direct. Like yeah. it took me 
most kids, I would say most people probably get that, like in their when they're at least teenagers, if not before that. Like you were describing, like you had the actor bug when you were a mm-hmm. kid. I had not, like I didn't. I wanted to be a wrestler when I was a kid. Like that's yeah. what I wanted to do, and I pursued it for years. And, Did you really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's. I don't think I have anything up on YouTube yet. That's something that eventually I, I uh, we decided has to go up. But yeah, for I mean, to the point where. Um, we had a guy who was signed with the WWE who just never really, he, he kind of, he had kids and left uh, and uh, okay. he, he came and he lived in the area and he came and trained us at a warehouse that we had where we had, like, we bought a ring. Uh, mm-hmm. I did in my area, we did like monthly shows and, uh, it was great. Like it was, it's definitely, and I have like, we, we called ourselves uh, Falls Township Wrestling, which was the area that we, we lived in. Right. I have our logo tattooed on my arm because it was. That's so cool. It was. I probably wrestled from. I was probably 16 when I started in the backyard, and I wrestled up until like I broke my ankle in my early 20s. So I wrestled for like probably almost a third of my life. Wow. And uh, and, and it was the best. I mean, I, the way I always because people say you're an idiot for doing it. Like, and I get it. Like, some people just don't understand wrestling. And for me, that that was. And this is um, something that's kind of a theme of, of that we've discovered on the show is like that was my creative outlet. That was my storytelling. Like when For you're a sure. teenager or or even like, a you know, a young adult, you have a lot of feelings going on in your body. And um, it's it's just crazy. And you need something. Some people need to talk to somebody. Some people need to uh, have a creative outlet. And I used wrestling for mine. Can you hear me, Ace? Kev, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody was, I don't know, somebody must have butt dialed. That's what happens when you have a name Ace at the top. It's always like I get all these butt dials from random. It was somebody butt dial FaceTiming me. Okay. Uh, I, I apologize. So you were saying when you're a kid or a teenager. Yeah, so so when you're a kid or a teenager or, or even like a young adult, like you have all these conflicting emotions. And mm-hmm. you need – some people uh, need, um, you know, to go and talk to somebody about it. Other yeah. people need, like – almost every musician i've talked to like that's you know that's what they did they played music me i hit people with chairs like that was my great outlet and that was like i will never trade that time in the world for anything like that was uh i could have been doing drugs like i could have been sticking needles in my arm i could have been doing if the if my kid if the worst thing my son ever comes to me and says is i'm gonna go wrestle and like hit someone in the head with a chair or get hit in the head with a chair (laughs) i'll be cool with that like all right like let me show you how to do it but other than that like just don't stick a needle in your arm or do anything dumb Uh, or like go see like talk to somebody if that's your thing so that's like that so wrestling for that was my thing when i was a kid and then finally like i think i just watched enough kevin smith movies where i was like I want to. I want to be Kevin Smith. Like I just yeah. want to. I want to write and I want to direct. And ironically, like we started podcasting at the same time. Like I think he started in '06 and I started in '06. So, That's funny. So like I'm kind of. I've always kind of expressed myself as like the thinner, less famous Kevin Smith. <laughs> uh, that, that's a that's a good. Then one day you'll you'll have a way better uh, you'll have a way better way to, to describe. It, I'm sure with everything going on. There's, I, I mean, I I'm working my way up to the less famous Chris Hardwick. That's what I'm working my way up to. All right. You know, it, it, it's funny. I didn't know that about about you as far as uh, the, you know professional wrestling aspirations and all that. And and this may be uh, its own podcast. You know, one day that we can record, but um. I, I, I'm with you on that. You know, it's funny. Uh, it, it, to this day, I, I swear, one of one of like my 
dreams, you know, if somebody's like, what's your, you know, dream role or type of movie or person you want to work to, I would absolutely love to have, you know, an angle for a couple of weeks on, on, you know, on, in WWE where, oh, I, you know, God. like, 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 like how David Arquette did back. Yeah. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or obviously the rock is that person now, but obviously yeah. he's got a, a big track record, but like to, to come on like, like Shaquille did, you know, in, yeah. in, in mania, this, this, you know, recent, recent one, but no, that was um, very much. I mean that I identified with that and I argued so many people. It's like, same thing you were saying, like, you know, people didn't get, you know, professional wrestling. And, and, and for me, it was like an athlete and, and being yeah. in entertainment. Like yeah. those were the yeah. two elements totally. that I'm like, no, no wonder I love it so much, you know? And, and, and especially the, the heyday for me, you know, I grew up watching ultimate warrior and Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. and all yeah. those, but then getting into, you know, the attitude era with the rock yeah. and stone cold. And it's like, yeah, I would turn that on and we would all turn that on to watch these 15 minute promos. And, 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 you know, yeah, there were some, you know, gifted, um, uh, athletic people, but a lot of it was the entertaining elements yes. that I loved about it, and like the psychology that that went behind, you know, behind it all. I, the, the, one of my, uh, you know, I, I have a couple podcasts I listen to regularly, and one of them I, I will never miss is Stone Cold's uh, podcast. Actually, like I love yes. I, his podcast is incredible. He's like relatable. He's just yeah. there. There was a time when we were in um, Colorado, and Aaron's listening to him because I'm driving, and she's like kind of trying to, you know, get some rest in, and she's like laughing along, and she's enjoying it too, but. Um, yeah, no, I, I, like I said, this could be its own thing. I mean, I, I actually was in final stages for the second tough enough. Um, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Oh years ago, God. I, I, I met stone cold a long time ago and was by chance in a, in a, a you know, a, a two page, like centerfold spread of a, a, a WWF magazine because they, they were, they took a picture of him signing autographs and I was the kid. He was signing the autograph. That's and so cool. Years later, when we we premiered our movie Madison County, we had an encore screening because we sold out the festival, and we went back and it was a much more laid back night. And there's Stone Cold, and I'm like, no shit. And I looked to you know the director and and the you know the, our our team, the director and the producer, and I'm like, guys, Stone Cold's over there, and they're like losing their minds. And I just walk up to him like, Steve, you know, you know, huge fan. Like, what what are you out here for? And he was the coolest dude, man. Yeah. Just like if you listen on this podcast, yeah, and um. You know, he was there because his manager uh, was directing his first film and, and, and it was in the, the festival and just a real cool dude. We actually sort of stood in touch through Twitter. And then like about, I don't know, maybe about four months after that, I had, I was somewhere. Oh, I was in Arkansas and there was a big 316 carved onto this bar. And I took a picture and set, posted it on Twitter and, you know, tagged him on it. And then he started following me and he still follows me and I'll talk to him every once in a while. Like. I'll listen to something funny in his podcast and I'll write him and he writes back. I mean, just to, you know, it, it, as a wrestling fan, I'm sure you could, you would that, appreciate it. I, I'm know? smiling ear to ear. And, oh, dude. Oh, that's fantastic. No like I said, we can, we can talk about this forever. I'm sure. But like, as a kid, I, I mean, the, the kid in me, like all my friends were like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, they're like stone cold. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I mean, my, my goal is actually, it's funny. If you listen to his podcast, it's interesting. And, and I actually wanted to hit him up about this, but you know, he, he talks, he has all these guests on and you hear, I mean, he, he, he says he's just a blue collar guy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Working hard. And that's, that's what he believed in. But it's fascinating to me when he has all these actors on, he's talking to them and he talks about his struggles auditioning and his, how he gets nervous and all this stuff. And, and I'm like, I'm just going to write this guy one day and say, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think there are so many parallels to his line or what his old line of work used to be 
to what we do, but I don't think he sees that, you mm -hmm. know, because I'm like, this is a guy, you saw his reaction, the pop he got at Mania. Yeah. I mean, you know, that stole the, the, the show, in my opinion. And, 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 but yet he comes home and he's terrified by like two lines of, you know what I mean? That's funny. In, in, That's, in it, it's great to see when, um, like the, the, I guess the, the super celebrity, the super famous, they are when they're just normal people because they are at the end of the day and that's oh absolutely that's fantastic oh my god i we do next time you're on we'll just have to have an all wrestling discussion because oh, uh, yeah. i it's now i don't follow it often anymore i'll try to catch like the big things every now and then i'm uh, i'm like you yeah it's it's ever since um the attitude error slash uh like Shawn michaels was my guy like i mean i mm -hmm. i debuted as in, in the backyard as heartbreak kev uh, had oh, had awesome. the heartbreak tights, uh, had the had the black boots, had everything. The remember the motorcycle. I don't know if you watched it when he was around, but the motorcycle helmet type deal with the zebra print, the heart glasses. Yeah, of course. I had the 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 gloves. I oh god, if those pictures exist, they would be a, such an embarrassment. But they were so. I mean, I want to say, and I'm not like I'm a. I was always a skinny, lanky kid. Now I'm just like a kind of flabby adult. So <laughs> I used to, like, when I was Heartbreak Kev, I wrestled as a skinny, lanky kid with the shirt off. Uh, and it was, like, there's a picture floating around somewhere that's just me doing the Shawn Michaels pose. And, that's awesome. Oh, my God. It is, oh, wrestling was such a, it's, and that is actually probably where the source of my, like, wanting to be an entertainer comes from because, um, yeah. I would never claim to be a writer or uh, an author because I I dabble in writing books too. I would never claim to be a writer or an author. I'm more of like a what I would say, a storyteller. Like, yeah, I, I'm not a great writer, but I'm a great storyteller, and that's what wrestling is. Like, absolutely, you're you're telling a story whether it's with your words or with what you're doing, your actions in the ring. Exactly, the body. I mean, I, it's I, I I love especially listening. Like you know, I mentioned the word psychology before, and that's something that you know Stone Cold Huge, talks yeah. a lot about. Like listening to his podcast with like Kevin Nash or or, or, yeah. or um, Scott Hall. I mean, Jake the Snake, especially. You know, Jake was you know he he was all psychology. I mean, he was the guy that was like. I'm going to speak as low as I can because then they're just going to have to listen that much more intently. And I'm like, that's a freaking, that's actor stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? It's all, it's all the same. And that's, what's so funny to me because I'm like, you see some of them try to cross over and some of them are not good, but yeah. it's like, they don't get that. They already have those tools. They just have to learn how to channel them. You know, I, I mean, I just watched recently for <laughs> funny enough, it was on the list for like um, research from this director that I'm going to do this film with. Uh, they live with Roddy piper okay and like he he does a great job in that movie and i'm like this he like as an actor like roddy piper is does a really solid job in that movie i was really impressed you know and and i'm like that was somebody who just got it and mm -hmm. and it's funny listening to stories of you know um people that knew him you know around the time he died you know everybody's talking about him on all their podcasts and and that's what everybody said they're like that guy was just he you know he wasn't the crazy roddy piper we see in the ring but like he was he was not far from that you know he was just a, a good down to earth guy but he he lived very closely to his own gimmick you know essentially and 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 you're like well yeah that's why he gets it he he just the hardest thing to do as an actor is when somebody's like hey man i have this role like all you, it's perfect for you you just have to be yourself because nobody knows what that means you know and and they they all start to try to you know act and 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 you know very few of them are are, are natural at that but in the ring you know I mean, they get out there and they yeah. sell that story. It's like, you know, and how good did, uh, speaking of Shawn Michaels, 
how, how could he look? I, I mean, yeah, I was like, man, this guy looked, you know, I, he looked great. Yeah, I he looked great. He's... I mean, Stone Cold, you could tell, put on some pounds. And I mean, you know, Mick Foley has the benefit of always looking like that. So he's, you know, <laughs> he, he, he looked good too. But I mean, Michael's, you know, knowing his injuries and stuff, like I thought, you know, I, to be honest, like it was a little sad for me to watch the, the Jericho match because I'm like, Jericho just looks slow. Yeah. You know, he looks slow and, and he was phoning in, not phoning in, but he was just telegraphing a lot of stuff. Like, I don't know if they were just trying to call it on the run, but it was, it was very obvious, you know, and I thought, I was like, man, you know, Jericho is one of my favorites as far as his in-ring performance, well, you know? Yeah. Jericho is, uh, he's Shawn Michaels. Like, he, they are this, the one and the same. Like, they both... They both can talk on the mic very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, both were like for me, Sean will always be the the best there was. Like he he he's the him and Brett. Like they are the yeah. two guys. Like I was always a, a Sean fan. Love the high flying stuff. It's the stuff I wanted mm-hmm. to do. Oddly enough, that my trainer said you wrestle more like Brett. You should probably stick with that <laughs> like more methodical way of wrestling. Uh, but that's a good compliment too because he was all about psychology. Yeah. you know what I mean. And like it, it, he he was super smart. But but you're right. Yeah, like they th- those two are super. You know. Super talented, and I thought I thought Sean looked like Sean. You know, yeah. I was like, wow, I was really impressed. And it, you know, it's hard to, it's hard. You know, when you see these legends come out, and you're like, oh man, yeah, it's great for nostalgia purposes, but it almost hurts watching. But I, I was like, I was waiting for him to do sweet chin music, and I'm like, okay, this will be the test. And I'm like, man, he nailed it. Like it was, it was, you know, it was flawless. I, I thought. Well, he's I thought everything looked, looked really solid. He's still like probably as whatever class the attitude legends like he's still relatively yeah. one of the youngest ones because he he started at 18 he started right out the gate That's i think he maybe true. went to i think he went to like a real college for a couple months and then he came home and told his dad you're like, right i'm not i don't want to do this he was i listened to his podcast on stone you're right yeah. he, he went for a couple of years and and then you know i think they, there was an agreement like you know if he tried it and then didn't like it yeah, yeah but he he went and then, then came back. Yeah. So like, so he's, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to even pretend to guess his age, but I, I mean, I don't think he's hit the 50 mark yet. Like he's still in his, his early, maybe the mid forties, maybe a little older than that, but mm-hmm. so he's still relatively young and he like, he's a hunter too. Just like, I mean, I guess Austin's a hunter too. So uh, two different yeah. guys who hunt, but I think like Sean just, I think he works out, keeps in shape. He, he's very, seems very active, like in his ranch and stuff. Right. Um, he's, he's a dude and he comes to this area a lot. Like whenever I guess there's a WWE thing happening, like all the time, my one buddy would be like, yo, George cards, collectible. Sean's going to be there. I want to say no. at least once a year, maybe wow. twice a year he comes by. And like, I'm always, I, it's one of those things where like, I want to go and I always find an excuse not to for fear, I, yeah. some sort of fear. Um, either fear of him being a shitty person or fear of like just me freezing up in front of him. <laughs> that's that's very that's very valid, man. I, I I know that that feeling of like you know showing up and and you're like oh man, you know you just kind of ruined my my idea of you know what I mean like since I was a kid. But yeah, um, yeah it, it, it's funny. I was telling somebody the other day. I'm like to this day, you know, concerts, any live performances, anything like one of my hands down like at the top of the list is like a live, a live, um, you know, uh, not necessarily a dark show, but like a live, uh, like, you know, raw or something like yeah, the yeah. energy of watching, you know, like if I've been to a couple at the garden and, you know, I mean, a lot of big shows and really like important in, as far as the whole, I mean, we, we were at the show in, in, in New York that kicked off, you know, Austin's what, and, 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 you know, oh, a lot, that's of, a great. lot of stuff. And, and, and then fast forward, 
um, Kurt Angle's "You Suck," the "You Suck," like that was that was you know we were part <laughs> yeah. of that. You know That's what I mean? Great. And it's like that. I, live wrestling shows are some of my favorites. Yeah. You know, and 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 uh, as much as you know, I'm removed from it these days. Like like you you know like you were saying earlier, I, I'll follow along and keep you know relevant on some some stuff, but. Uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't, I don't know, I, I try to watch, it just doesn't play to me. I mean, I will say, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Bray Wyatt, am I saying it right? Or, or, uh, oh, oh, no, oh, what the hell is his name? The, yeah, Bray Wyatt, yeah, I want to say yeah. his name. There's that a dude's Wyatt. incredible. He, he's definitely, um, like, his gimmick is, is, is one of the strongest I've seen in, in a long time, and he's, he's great on the mic. And, you know, it's, it's, it's those guys that I, I, I like to see the most, you know, um, those guys cutting promos and stuff. Uh, I mean, Everybody's super incredible athletes now, but but it's also become like a body competition in a lot of ways. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not as much into that as as you know what I was used to growing up. Yeah, one of the last things I'll say on on uh, on wrestling, so that we can move on with other things, is (laughs) that the so I have a buddy who still follows it almost religiously, and and he said WWE like Raw and SmackDown. That's where that's what you watch if you really just want to like take up like nine hours of your week. Right. And, uh, and and see mediocre wrestling and just a lot of talking. Their NXT product, which I've only seen a little bit of, um, and and I just off of that, like that's where you go to see the, a nice tight show. Like there's, mm. they get this, it's almost like the WWE of when we were kids. Like it's that, it's a tight I've wrestling show and, and entertaining. Yeah, I've heard that, and you know, interesting enough, um, you know, I know I've mentioned like eight times already, but. Um, I, I was listening to Triple H on on Steve's podcast, and he was talking a lot about that. I guess that's that's his baby, right? And yeah. if I'm yeah. understanding correctly, and you know, they they talk specifically about that. Like, you know, Steve's very candid on there, talking about how he feels the business is, or you know, and 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 you know, like they always talk about how they used to do, you know, they used to tour together and drive, and now they go, they all fly, so they lose out on this camaraderie with the older guys, and that was really when they learned and. And Triple H was saying, you know, he wants to bring a lot of that back with these guys and really make it more about, you know, more of what it used to be, yeah. you know. But it's hard because you have to cater to, you know, us essentially like the YouTube crowd these days. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, it, it is a tough balance. But, um, you know, it, it, I've heard that about NXT and I, I should give it a shot. I, I really do want to watch it more often because I, I feel like that would bring my love of wrestling back. And like, the, like Samoa Joe is a guy who... I think from around these parts, or at least he made a name for himself in these parts for, with Ring of Honor, um, and he's like the NXT champ now or something. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I've uh, I've heard a lot about him too, as far as uh, you know the, the work he's put in. And funny enough, it kind of goes in line with what we're talking about. Like that guy, you know, his platform sort of for the longest time was up. He, he was a dancer with his parents. You know, they they performed a specific. Um, uh, what's his uh, Samoan dance? I want to say they have like a, a and they traveled as a kid and and he would have to go out and they they would do like massive massive shows. You know what I mean? And and um, like he'd MC and do all this stuff. But like he had a background as a as a performer before he was a, a professional wrestler and then obviously just used his body and his yeah. athleticism to sort of transition. But they 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 go so much hand in hand, man. They really do. Wrestling does really kind of transcend almost every uh, medium out there for uh, for you know abilities needed in uh, in performing Absolutely. the job, and oh. especially what they they go through and put their bodies oh. through, and, and they have no off season, obviously. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I was I'm not them by any stretch of the imagination, but I did it, and it is like that's the reason I have bad knees. It's the reason that. 
I'm, I know I've been concussed a few times. I, I know it's the reason I have bad memory. I know it's why my back hurts every single day. Uh, wow. And it's like, it's not, it, I, I mean, I, again, I wouldn't trade it in the world. It, every moment of that was so fun. And I mean, and that's why uh, you know that when the wrestlers are there performing, like they're not there for the money. I mean, they may be being paid well, but they're there for the love of the sport uh, because they are literally, you know, for some guys killing themselves. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you watch any documentaries or listen to these guys speak and, and you know, you get that they it's like that. It's like that idea or what everybody thinks of when you're like, oh, I'm living the rock star life. I mean, that's what they are. That's what they do it for. It's that it, it is there becomes their drug, you know, yeah. and, and that's sadly what leads to, to some other demises as well. Obviously, as we, you know, as we all know. But but yeah, you're right. And like, like I said, I mean, I, I to this day, I think the biggest audience I've ever been in front of live you know, it's a it's a good balance. I don't know what that like. I, I I remember a while ago, Aaron and a couple of our friends went to Universal and we did a uh, they had a live like Fear Factor show. It was like about 35, 40 minutes long. You know, you kind of interview and then if they picked you, you got to do the show. And mm. we did it, and it was a huge, huge, huge you know filled theater. It was like the real show. It was crazy. That was an incredible buzz. And then doing the Aladdin show, oddly enough, at Disney, that's like a two thousand plus seat theater. But as far as being on a stage, that's probably the biggest that I've performed in front of. Um, and that that buzz is live. I mean, I, I actually in November I did a, a a concert with my friend who actually is like a, like a rock star, and I did a number with her. It was when I was posting the, those videos as uh, as the Village people. We, we did oh, YMCA, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. and like that was like maybe about a hundred, two hundred people in there. But I could not tell you like I can't explain the buzz that I felt from only two hundred people. And I'm like, imagine what these wrestlers are feeling, man, when there's tens yeah. of thousands of people that. Yeah, they go out and people are just waiting, you know, on baited, you know what I mean, just waiting for them to speak a word. I mean, it's that's that's some powerful stuff for sure. I mean, that that crowd there, the, the 150, 200 people is the crowds that we usually worked um, yeah. in the, you know, independent scene, I guess we'll say. And as nerve-wracking as that was, like it is and I, you know, playing a bad guy usually helps, but like being able to like I don't know. Get a reaction from the crowd is just—it is such a a a high. Uh, oh yeah, high man. Yeah. So awesome. So let's uh, kind of go back to so, to when you got to LA and because mm -hmm. you mentioned Aladdin. So what was like the first big thing you did when you moved out to LA? Um. So I, I took a couple months just to get my bearings. I didn't have a car out here. Obviously, it's a little different than New York. So you you know, I, and oddly enough, I had. In December, it'll be two years that I, I don't have a car again. Like, I don't have one now. Aaron, Aaron has one that we'll split every once in a while. But, you know, with Uber and, yeah. and all these public transportation becoming really uh, accessible, I, I, I've just kind of let it go for now. But um, so but my first couple of months, I didn't have one. And I just wanted to, you know, get a job, get an apartment, get all that stuff. Um, and then about three months in, uh, I got a car around my birthday in July. And I started to, you know, submit and go on auditions. And then... Um, then the writer's strike hit. Um, and, uh. and uh, I mean, I didn't really know any different. I mean, I see the city shutting down around me and people freaking out, but, um, obviously I, I was kind of ignorant to it cause I, I really didn't know the, the severity of it all. But, uh, I ended up booking this educational series and it was like 45, 50 episodes that we filmed of this thing. And I was the lead of it. And it was, um, it was an educational series, basically teaching English to Spanish speakers. And what they would do is, um, they basically tried to find the niche 
in 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 this sort of you know teaching of, of this to basically have um, instead of doing normal lessons and vocabulary and stuff, they would do all that, but then the lessons, the words or the sentences or whatever, the nouns of the week, they were all incorporated into this weekly episode of this show, like telenovela style, like, you know, mm. like a soap opera. So like, they were, you know, like from like five to seven minutes long each week. And we would basically have throughout our show written, you know, a, uh, a written in um, some of the, the, the verbiage or nouns and stuff so they could follow along and, and, and get context to it. You know what I mean? And, and, and it just be more entertaining for them. Mm. So, um, yeah, I did that. That, that. that provided me with work for almost about a year. Um, and that was through the strike. And, and again, I was just kind of lucky to have work and a paying job and, um, you know, and then I was missing theater and, uh, I auditioned for this show, uh, called La Cage au Faux and which is basically the birdcage, you know, what the birdcage is based off of the movie oh. birdcage with, uh, Nathan Lane and, and Robin Williams. Great, yeah. That's a great film. Um, great film. Right. And, um, so I auditioned for that and, I in college I never had played any leads in musicals, but of course this was a musical, and I ended up getting the lead in that. And uh, I was doing that through the summer, I want to say, and someone clued me into the fact that Disney was having their auditions for Aladdin, and that was you know it's my favorite Disney cartoon and character, and um, everybody's always like you've got to do it when you go to L.A. You know, be Aladdin in the park at Disney, and I, that's not really what I wanted to do, but then when I found out about this musical, I had no idea about it. And I'm YouTubing it and I'm watching videos and I'm like, Oh my God, this is a show. And like, I had goosebumps and I'm like, I've, I've got to do this. And, um, and I felt good because I was doing a musical at the time. Had I not been doing that musical, I probably would have been like, Oh, I'm not ready. I haven't done yeah. a musical. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not even a musical guy. I don't identify with that. So, um, but sure enough, I, I, you know, I, I found the song and, um, I knew how to pick music and stuff for auditions because I, I did study that. So I, I found another Alan Menken and I was like, Oh, Santa Fe, like newsies. Like this is kind of a, per they're kind of almost similar characters. You know what I mean? This, this, this street rat, so to speak, and trying to find his way. And so I did the, I did Santa Fe and I ended up getting the part and, 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 you know, I did that for, uh, three years. Two of those years were, um, I was regular, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Those were my days. Mm -hmm. Uh, the last year I was a sub that was, I was kind of traveling back and forth home a lot. Cause that was when my dad was sick. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I just dropped my status down to a sub just to kind of pick up as I was able. Um, but yeah, I did that. And then I originated, uh, the role of Prince Naveen in a, in a live show that they had when they were introducing princess and the frog movie, you know, first black princess Disney had. Yeah. And then, um, but you know, all through that time I was doing, you know, that's when I started to really, you know, I started to, to, to produce our movies and then, then, um, you know, I booked an ABC showcase, which really changed the game for me. And then, you know, TV show, you know, everything just started brewing around that time. But I mean, fortunately, since I've been here, you know, the, the first three months I had normal, you know, waitering jobs. And then uh, and then I left that and went to Apple because I figured I didn't want to wait tables and I was tired of that. But, you know, I needed another job and I like computers and I use that to sort of I kind of used that job as a way to teach me how to, you know, edit my own stuff, build my okay. own website. That's um, smart. Yeah, just do all the stuff that I needed to do that I was paying other people to do as an actor. And I'm like, well, I'd rather learn it myself. And um, so I did that and then transitioned uh, into just acting stuff. And I really haven't had, you know, knock on wood, a, a day job since. You know, it's, it, it's the, the jobs have come at the right times or, you know, I do some handyman stuff every once in a while, you know, as a. Uh, as I need, or, you know, as I have time, if, if it's slow around acting times, but, uh, 
other than that, yeah, I've been I've been really fortunate, you know, to and and it's 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 gone fast. Like I think back, I'm like, man, you know, that was like my first year doing, you know, that that series, and then Aladdin, and then here we are. You know what I mean? Like nine years later, it's crazy. So it sounds like you've been literally in almost every like medium that acting or, 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 you know, uh, we'll say Hollywood has to offer like musical TV film. I'm going to, I'm going to include new media in that because that's that's within the last, you know, several years has been the big thing now. What is there one you prefer over the other or you just love it all? You know, um, it's interesting you say that. I never really looked at it that way, but yeah, I guess so. I mean, obviously I come from the theater. I always identify with that as home, you know, essentially. And, um, and I love theater. Uh, and and when I first moved here, because I'd done Lacage, then I'd done Aladdin, then I did you know another show. It's like I I, I had this. I was like you know I, I every year I want to do at least one play. That okay. that's important to me. You know I think it's a different muscle and, and it's a different experience. And um and I just love it. And and it didn't work out like that like one or two years. But you know um I yeah that's always very important to me. And and you know I I I. I you know, I have aspirations to do Broadway too one day, you know, I mean, that, that type of thing. And, um, but, uh, you know, my end game or, or I guess, you know, dream was always like movies, you know, major motion mm-hmm. pictures and, um, um, you know, TV, TV now has changed a little bit because, you know, the types of TV we have like shows, you know, because of shows on Netflix or, yeah. or, you know, you have the, 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 um, you know, the, the daredevils and like, but then you have all the, all the shows on HBO and showtimes, you know what I mean? Like house of lies, not, I mean, house of cards is one of my favorite shows, but house of lies with Don Cheadle is hands down. Like if I can pick one show to be on right now, mm-hmm. actually that's probably a toss up between that and game of Thrones, but that's to give you an idea <laughs> of how much I, like that show you know yeah. what i mean like i love i love that so um you know I, I would do shows like that ideally um new media to me new media i don't i don't really i don't know i i guess i don't really view them necessarily as a divide you know they're all films to me in some ways you know i mean i i, I think you know the sketches and stuff like yeah. that tend to be a lot of new media and i love doing stuff like that but um i don't know i guess i always looked at it like film Television, theater, those were always kind of the way I broke it down, you know, and, and I would probably say, I would probably say film, theater, television would be my ideals okay. if I were, if I were to have a choice, um, you know, TV is growing strong on that, but I do think because I come from theater, I just have, and it's a different beast. There's a live energy there that like we talked about, you know, that, you, you know, is just unprecedented, yeah. you know, and, and, um, but, you know, unfortunately, theater just doesn't pay, you know what I mean? Unless you're Lin-Manuel Miranda on, in Hamilton, you know what I mean? Yeah. But those guys are going to start charging $1,000 a ticket, which in my opinion is is shameful, to be honest, But especially for theater. Because it's like theater is, is, is having such a, haunt, a hard time sticking around, and it's been this way for so long, and it's like it's because they do stuff like that, you know? It's like I have friends that are on Broadway shows that are scraping by worse than I am, and it's it's because – they're having a harder time, you know, getting into these shows because when you're going to start charging six, seven hundred dollars a ticket, they're not going to put people like me in there who have the talent, who have the training and who have everything but don't have the name recognition um, because they, they need to sell those six hundred dollar yeah. tickets, you know. And so I, I don't know. I have, I have my own feelings about that. But um, but yeah, I, I think I think, uh, you know, there's there's something, Kevin, about I mean, I'll go in to watch a movie that credit those, you know, those 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 you know, major motion picture studio logos roll. And, and I just, 
I, I get anxious. I actually do. Like, especially when I watch, like, I, I mean, I'm a big blockbuster superhero, you know, action yeah. guy. Like yeah, that, yeah. that's my dream. You know, if I could be in a Marvel movie, that's, oh. I would, I would kill, but that's, I, I, that's me. Yeah. I want to, uh, film a Marvel movie. Yeah. I literally get short of breath and like, I mean, for, for the first couple of minutes, I, I, I get tense because it's like, I just feel in me like, Oh my God, this is, you know, I, I want to do this so badly. Yeah. So, um, film, what? film is just, our film just gives me that feeling like, like no other, you know? And, and then I would say watching a live theater show, like when I get that buzz and feeling too, like it makes me so jazzed about acting and so jazzed about wanting to do theater. Um, so there's a, a similar vibe, but it, it's not as strong as, as me watching film for sure. Or wanting to be in that. What's your dream superhero role? Oh man, um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, honestly, I, I, I wasn't a big comic book guy growing up. Like, it, I just, I wasn't. So, I, I wasn't as well versed. I mean, I know more comic book characters now because of our world and how yeah. they exploit them. But, um, you know. I, I loved Wolverine as a kid. You know what I mean? I loved Batman and, and you know, the, very much the basics because those were, you know, I was just exposed to the bigger ones, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I think, you know, having seen Daredevil now, I'm like, you know, damn it. Like, you know, Ryan Reynolds hit the freaking jackpot, man. That's like a perfect, you know, what I say? Daredevil. I'm sorry. De <laughs> uh, yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Um, having seen uh, Deadpool, I'm like, that's like, you know, well, yeah. talk about playing to my sensibilities, like the comedic stuff, the action stuff, like the sarcasm. Like I, I, I very much love that character. I, but obviously, we know he's he's going to be married to that forever. Well, yeah, Deadpool changed the game. I mean, yeah. it, I expect a, I expect different things coming from my uh, superhero movies now because of that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know everything yeah. can't be Deadpool, but mm -hmm. I mean, it really did set a bar. That I mean, I, I don't. Now I didn't go see Batman versus Superman because, well, I, Man of Steel, in my opinion, was garbage. Uh, so I had I wanted to see Batman versus Superman because I'm a Ben Affleck fan. Uh, yeah. And from what I've heard, like if that's like if that's the case, I'll enjoy the movie at least his parts. But yeah, I didn't think he did a bad job. I really uh, didn't. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I Batman versus Superman had the uber success of Deadpool and and also the aftermath of uh, Civil War coming out just a month or two after that. Yeah. So, like, I felt kind of bad, but kind of knew going in just, like, there was... I mean, Marvel, no, you... Marvel did it right. I just... I know you don't want to be Marvel, but take a right. blueprint that works. Honestly, like, it, it, it very much had... I, I will say this. I'm more concerned, honestly, for Suicide Squad in that regard than I am, than I was for Batman vs Superman going into it because it definitely had the ability to be um, a much better film and, mm -hmm. and 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 easily one that would be comparable to you know the better of the Marvel branches you know and I I don't necessarily think it has anything to do with like the Deadpool success or Captain America because the problems at least for me that I had with it were all controllable from a directing and acting standpoint. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. like I, I never had a problem with Henry Cavill, but like, and then this is again, what I kind of blame more on, on, on the directing is um, just the perf like what they, it felt like what they tried to do was take the influence of Christopher Nolan in the sense that like, you know, he, he, he made an Academy award winning actor out of that movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Out of dark Knight, And, yeah. and it's like, 
every superhero movie after tried to really make it more like show, you know, that these can be dramas, you know what I mean? Just with extraordinary circumstances. And they like drank too much of their own Kool-Aid, it felt, because they okay. got so, so, uh, it's almost like self, uh, I don't know, self-involved with it, mm-hmm. where it's like, guys, just tell the story. Like, this is Batman versus Superman. We we all are coming in with expectations to see them fight. It's called, it's not Batman and Superman, it's Batman versus <laughs> Superman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's see them verse each other. And it's like, it's just, you know, some of it just felt a little much. And, and, and honestly, like, for me, the last hour, hour 15 minutes of the movie, the movie could start there and it could be incredible. But it's all the stuff beforehand that they try to make it too dramatic and 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 too actory. And it's like, no, guys, like, you know, get to the good stuff. And I'm not saying I just want to see fighting and all this stuff, but it was just like they did a great job of selling drama and selling all those other elements in that. Um, during that time than they did just trying to, to, to you know what I mean? Like yeah. simply just speak words. And it's like, no, guys, now we're seeing all the, the weaknesses. You know what I mean? Like th- th- this isn't Heath Ledger. This isn't, you know, um, you know Robert Downey Jr., who's an incredible actor, in my opinion. Hugh Jackman is an incredible yeah. actor. I mean, there's a reason those actors have successful franchises or movies because they elevate the genre and they have the ability as actors to elevate the genre. You know, Don Cheadle's another one. I mean, he hasn't really had a lot of let's say, um, meet, you know, as mm-hmm. far as his role in these movies. But, like, they, they're they, a lot of those movies... I mean, Mark Ruffalo is one of them, our most fantastic actors today. It's like, th- that dude elevated the genre, you know, it, it, as Incredible Hulk. Like, you, we're seeing your weaknesses. You know, G- Gal Gadot or whatever her name is, she's not that person. You know, mm-hmm. and no knock against her, but she's, you know, you have to craft and give her time. Don't Don't just expect that, you know, because... You're going to give her, you know, dialogue and, and drama to, to, to speak that, you know, it's going to sell the same way. So I don't know. I, I don't necessarily buy that it, 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 it got hurt because of Deadpool. I think it was just people knew going in that this was, you know, it, 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 unfortunately, because of who it was directed by, people knew that going in. Yeah. A lot of people are not fans of his. As, as And he's notorious for saying he doesn't care as much as actor, about actor performances. So it's like, what do you expect people to think, you know? I, It's... <clears throat> The fact that there's a world where there was a Batman versus Superman movie that I I didn't go to, and I'm looking more forward to like Suicide Squad, which is really just yeah. like just like a a title that really I can't believe they're doing it because it doesn't seem like it would work. But I'm based off the trailers alone, like that's I was like I'm sold for Suicide Squad, Batman mm-hmm. versus Superman. Like you're not you didn't win me, and and. It was hard to lose me because you had Batman in it and you had Ben Affleck, who I'm a huge fan of, playing Batman. Right. Like, like you had big pluses for me, and I, I'm still shocked that I haven't gone to go see it yet. There's um, a lot of people like that. I can't tell you how many – like um, Aaron's – like, you know, my sister-in-law, Aaron's sister, her boyfriend, is a huge Batman nerd. I mean huge Batman nerd, and he hasn't seen the movie for the same reason. He was like, no, nah. you know, and I'm like, I, I – I don't know, and maybe I'm not that person, but I don't know at what point it it, it gets to, or it, you know, it gets to that point where even the biggest of fans are like, no, not only have I not seen it, but I have no interest in it, because it's like I'm somebody that I'm like, man, you know, I'm a huge, you know, like Sylvester Stallone fan. I, I went and saw Bullet in the Head. Like, did I know it was gonna be a piece of shit? Yes. Like, do I care? But I'm a big fan of his, you know, and it's like. I was like, how, uh, you know, I think back, I'm like, wow, how, 
how what did you guys mess up as marketing of this movie or whatever to to piss off that many diehards that they're like, no, I won't even go see it. It's like I just don't understand that, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I will. I will see it when it's available for me to, and I'll probably purchase it because I usually purchase every uh, superhero movie, no matter how bad it is. Like I, th- mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I own Green Lantern, and <laughs> and uh, it's not great, but I, it's I'll watch it eventually. It's just that I don't right. know that I want to dedicate twenty dollars and two and a half hours of my time in a theater to see something that I'm not gonna enjoy, or at least I don't think I'm going to enjoy. Right, uh, where, and that makes sense. Whereas, like, and I, it's I don't want to com- keep comparing, but whereas Civil War is coming out, and Civil War has me won over already because like that was the comic, like the storylines they're pulling from, brought me back into comics when I was uh, like in my early twenties, like to the point where like I was never a Captain America fan. They won me. Like I have Captain America Shield tattooed on my arm now, uh, oh, wow. because of that Civil War storyline. So like, there's a. So this movie has a lot to lose uh, for me because I, I hold it so high. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, I, I'm so excited for it just based off of every, all the reviews and everything. And yeah. They, they did say. something right there, taking a similar story. Same thing with Daredevil. They took a story, Hero versus Hero, and made it work. All right, we're going to cut it right there, folks. Uh, big thanks to Ace Marrero for coming on the show this week. Uh, this was just part one of our conversation. Obviously, we cut it in the middle. Uh, tune in next week as we get more into our discussion. Uh, we left off right here with superheroes. We're going to continue right on talking about Punisher, Daredevil, and much, much more. Uh, make sure you check out Ace on Twitter and every social media out there, at Notoriace. You can also check him out on Once Upon a Time, The Rock Opera on onceuponatimespoof.com. Check out the tour that they're doing on IndieTix.net. Uh, links are also on their website. And if you're a fan of the podcast, Once Upon a Wine, make sure you check out their support link on their website, onceuponatimespoof.com, and uh, pledge to the Patreon. The more people that uh, pledge, the more cool things they'll end up doing, like taking stuff out on tours. Uh, so... I can't wait for next week's episode. I had a lot of fun with this episode here uh, and this interview. Um, Ace was an awesome person to talk with. Uh, He is one of the few guests that I had that can out-talk me. So it was a lot of fun to sit down and do this interview, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to the next half of this. Uh, Make sure you check out our all-new website, awesomepodcast.com. You can follow us on our all-new Twitter, at Real Awesome Pod, and um, we're going to be posting some stuff that relate to our guests there and whatnot. So check us out on Twitter at Real Awesome Pod. Check me out on Twitter at HHWST. And for everything is awesome, I'm Kev, and you're listening to us right here only on AwesomePodcast.com. Everything is awesome is produced by Crude Humor Studios. For more information about the podcast, please visit us online at AwesomePodcast.com. Or if you're interested in advertising on the show, please email us at advertising at CrudeHumorStudios.com. Stream and download all episodes on iTunes. While you're there, please consider leaving a five-star review. If you're a fan of the show, please let us know by following us on Twitter and Instagram at That Entertains.